0: Hello and welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real Housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for another brand new episode. I hope February is treating you well. I don't know, maybe you're making plans for Valentine's Day. Maybe you're just glad the real Housewives in New Jersey is back. Listen, there's all kinds of things to be looking forward to in February, thank God. I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode. I haven't had a drag performer on the show in so long, and that is You know, only my fault because I just feel like drag performers have such an interesting take on pop culture in general because they are such fans of it and they reference it in their work. But anyway, today I'm speaking to the one and only Crystal Luberkund, who is an amazing drag performer from the UK. Shout out to Arnon's own Victoria Secret who mentioned Crystal to me and said that she was a fan of Housewives and suggested her for the podcast because we had such an interesting chat. We get into Beverly Hills, Potomac, New Jersey... She had some really interesting takes on the one and only Carl Richards, which I thought were very interesting. And we had a lot of fun discussing uh, screen queens who could maybe make it onto Real Housewives, as Crystal is a huge horror movie fan. So that was definitely a take on Housewives I've wanted to think about and talk about for a while. And it was such a thrill to get to cover it in this chat. So without any further ado, here is Crystal Lubricant on Housewives and Me. My guest today is a UK drag performer, producer and host who has been called amazing by the one and only Jonathan Ross and recently toured across the UK with drag race superstar Jan. And she is a massive Housewives fan, which I'm very excited to get into. Crystal Lubricant, welcome to Housewives and Me. My bloody pleasure. Thank you for having me, gorgeous. Thank you for coming on. I think this is probably the... Best name of a guest I've ever said on the podcast. I was saying there, I was like, oh, you. That's not every day you get to say that name when you're introducing somebody.
1: Honestly, I've been doing drag 10 years this year and every single time I get to introduce myself or someone asks me what my drag name is or just like yourself then and they say, I just can't get over (laughs) your drag name. It just, it never gets old. It never gets old. I enjoy it. I love drag and I love everything that it brings and its irreverence and its silliness. So I I love it.
0: Is it one of those names where you have to like go, okay, it's actually reading a book to kids in a library today. So today I'm just crystal.l. Like, have you had to like mix and match the name?
1: Absolutely. I've been called (laughs) Crystal L. I've been just called Crystal. Um, Miss Lubes, if you're nasty. (laughs)
0: Oh my god, that's iconic. You're kinda of like Countess Luan. You've had many names.
1: Very that, very that. Who's the pizza for? Um it's it's the Countess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note, I'm dying to know how did you get into Housewives?
1: I got into Housewives through my gorgeous friend who I'm sure you know, um, Joe Gunn, who Oh
0: yes, years I didn't know you ago knew John. Yeah, years yes. and years and
1: years ago. They were in their last year of school when I was entering the school that they were in um okay wow and um i saw them as this um beacon of inspiration when it comes to just owning and they, they know this they probably will be very um uh shy or very uh embarrassed that i say this but they were uh, outwardly effeminate and i found it very inspiring in school and they would have lots of uh comedic uh, skits and bits with their best mate, Bryony. And then over the years, uh, we sort of reconnected through social media back in like 2014. And Mm -hmm. I would go and stay with them in Bristol when I would do shows in Bristol and we became quite close. And through that period, they would constantly say to me, babe, you need to get into Housewives. And I was so, I don't know why I was so reluctant because I'd seen bits and bobs of Beverly Hills. And then Mm -hmm. it wasn't until as usual with many people, lockdown hit and I just dove into New York, New York was the first season that I went into and I just, I must have wound Joe up so much because I kept being like, why have I waited this (laughs) long? And I just went through as many franchises as I possibly can. And it's just, it's my, it's my, it's it's what the cinema is for many people and myself. I go to the cinema to escape, to sit in a black, dark room where people are forced to just be quiet and watch something. It's that kind of escapism is to escape to this world of just bonkers irreverence, drama, shadiness, gossip, and fashion. And it just bring it ge- in in the words of Sophie Anderson, the Cocktail story, it gives me that buzz, that fire inside, you know. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. it. I just love it. I love it so much.
0: <laughs> that's great. I, I also love the idea that you were then going back over memes Joe had posted maybe years ago and gone, I get it now. I know that's from.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I used to quote memes from Housewives that I, you know, I hadn't known. And I remember seeing the memes of like Ramona. I'm moving forward. I'm not in the past. I'm here (laughs) and now. And like being, this is so fucking iconic. And you know what? I think seeing Joe grow over the years with, with his meme accounts and how incredibly funny he is. And, knowing all of those memes actually made me anticipate seeing how they panned out in the episode in real time even more
0: yeah that's such it is it's like i've said this before once you see where the meme came from you're like damn this is even more iconic okay so you know let's let's get into new york then because that was your gateway drug and you've watched all of it so what was it about new york that you loved and what kept you interested and and how do you feel about the show now because it's just had a kind of a tricky season. There's all kinds of rumors about the reboot and stuff. So, where are you with New York now?
1: Well, I went with New York because I love New York. I've worked in New York a fair amount. So, I thought um, I'd like to see, you know, uh, the city in the noughties. So, I started off and I just I think it, it that first court is it there's five of them at the start. Um, yeah. That first bunch are so like absolute legacy characters. I still hold out hope that Alex will come back one day. I don't know how it will happen, but I just have hopes that we'll get another, she's shaking, she's shaking. Um, <laughs> and so I felt head over heels with these women and uh, obviously head over heels in shock at how Ramona Singer processes through life. Um, you know, you know if I was with you I wouldn't want to be friends with you either like that famous talk <laughs> on the bridge and just I loved I've completely forgotten your question because I just spoken about how much I just love New York and the housewives <laughs> but what was the question again
0: well you kind of answered I was just curious like what drew you to which we know and like h- how you feel about it. like how do you feel about the show now having watched kind of all of it I mean have things change because as you mentioned ramona her alone goes on a journey oh
1: my goodness i think the show went through it, it it's been through quite a roller coaster not as um wild as others but um you know we went through these eras of like i i personally thoroughly enjoyed the era of you know heather thompson carol as um up until you know that infamous trip in mexico where luan has too many tequilas and she's starting all of that era was so great but then in recent years it, it has felt like they've been trying to try different directions and it hasn't hit as well as they thought or maybe the pandemic has thrown them a curveball that they've not really known how to dodge and the most yeah the most recent season it definitely showed signs of you know flourish but i think for a lot of people it felt very uh forced and I just, I just, it was, a, it's a shame that it, I think everyone, I can't remember what, it was like episode 13 or 14 and they suddenly went, on, on the season finale of New York, everyone <laughs> yeah. was like, what, yeah. like are you yeah. having a laugh? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it needs that rejig, you know, I think I don't, I'd don't. i be lying if I said that I didn't know what direction it was going in. I think it's very, I think it'd be very um, amazing. And I think it's very likely that Jill, Zarin and Dorinda are coming back, which will be in, Credible. I need Jill Zarin back on my TV. It's what Barbie would have wanted. It's what Barbie would have wanted. Um, and I think to see Dorinda back on screen with the likes of Ramona and Lu- Lu- Luann again would be amazing. Um, I think it does need uh, one or two new additions that I think, if, if th- though it, there's been recent horrific controversy with Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City has proven. That the casting team do know what they do know what they are on about. You know, that that casting of the entire bunch for season one to season two. Though they could do a little bit better with the background checks. <laughs>
0: I was just gonna say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, they have casted, you know, Lisa Barlow, Jen Shah, Heather Gay, Whitney, Whitney Rose, like they're all still iconic women together. I definitely mm. think that they can get they should get some of that energy and that man- magic and put it towards the New York bunch. So I think if they got people like Heather Gay or Whitney Rose and added them to New York, I mean, bring back Tinsley. You know, I, I see a lot of Tinsley mm. in, Win- in Whitney Rose um, would be a little bit of magic that New York needs. You know, I st- I love New York so much. I still have so much optimism with it. And I really didn't like how much people were hating on it with season 13, regardless of the what was going down. In the show, you know, there were clear issues that needed to be dealt with within the show. And I hope that they get dealt with in the future. But I just think that the amount that people just lost hope with it, you know, you can you can lift up a franchise whilst still enjoying another. Like we were in an era of such um, iconic television with Beverly Hills and Potomac that we could, we, you could still give New York some love. You don't need to shame it so, but um, I love New York. I have so much time for it. And I hope that um, whenever it does return, that it, it returns stronger than ever.
0: It's funny actually, because you're onto something with the Salt Lake City casting, obviously, you know, Facebook double checking aside, because the same production company makes New York and Salt Lake City. So maybe in the office they can go, how about you come over here yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> do the phones first and get a few people in
1: hundred percent. I mean, why the hell not? I mean, there's never been, you know, they've done these ultimate girls trips, haven't they? And they've never, have they, I'm, I'm not so as vetted as you are, but have they ever put a cast member from another franchise? franchise just into another
0: no there's been little pop-up cameos and there's been talk of them crossing over but it hasn't happened i mean the one i think with salt lake city some people would like to see some of the vanderpump reels cast because a few of them are from utah mm. and from salt lake and they made a cameo in an early season one episode so like that could i don't know like they haven't i think if they could make it kind of somewhat organic it could be fun i mean it's funny i feel like the only new york fan who wouldn't care if Jill didn't come back. Like, I just feel like what we've got a Jill is enough. Like, I would rather someone new. Fair. Which is, may- which is maybe controversial, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, there, as you said, there's all kinds of casting rumors about New York. We'll see what I mean, there were so happens. many with
1: Beverly Hills with... Uh, it, yeah. A lot of people were saying that Lisa, Lisa Renner or Sutton may be transferring to uh, Orange County. That was a, a buzz that was going around, but I think it's evident now that that is not the case. But I definitely would be interested to see how some... Like, like more more so than a cameo would deal with within other castmen within other casts. Yeah. I think it would be really interesting um I honestly as much as New York is being the buzz I'm really excited to see where Atlanta's gonna go with yeah. Marlo. I'm so ready for Marlo Hampton to be holding her peach I'm just I'm so excited I'm a big Atlanta fan I love Atlanta so much and I do feel like um, it sometimes doesn't get doesn't get as much love as the others. But maybe we're just in such an era of Beverly Hills and Potomac being so bloody brilliant. Um, I hope that Atlanta gets to come back as well as New York as uh, stronger than it's ever been.
0: That's a really good point about Atlanta, because I think people forget, particularly on this side of the pond, that like. You know, Atlanta for a long time, I think, might even well. I think now Beverly Hills and Atlanta sort of swap back and forth. But for a long time, Atlanta was the highest-rated Housewives show, and it was the most talked about. And it was particularly because it was for a long time the only Housewives show with a predominantly black cast, so it had a unique like perspective on that network. So, like, I think Atlanta is really important in the Housewives. Hall of Fame and you're right I, I mean I spoke to Dave Quinn who wrote that amazing book about how always and he was on the show recently saying this is kind of a make or break season for Atlanta it feels like so I'm with you I'm like bring Give Marla her peach. Okay, amazing. Kenya has a moment. Okay, like I'm, I'm really like optimistic about what might happen with Atlanta this year.
1: I mean, hopefully it will hit us, and hopefully it will be earlier than spring summer. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Oh God, it's hard to know, isn't it? You sound like Sheree. That's exactly what I was going for. Spring summer. (laughs) I'm a Sheree (laughs) fan.
1: I love Sheree Whitfield so much, and some people judge me for it, but I just think she's. She's a part of the furniture for me with Atlanta. She really is.
0: Here's a question that is sometimes controversial in the Housewives world, but I think as you've watched so much of both shows in recent times, I'm just curious, and there's no right or wrong answer here. People love to talk about who is the most iconic Real housewife who put it on the map, etc. From your point of view as a newer viewer, do you think that's Bethany or Nene? Nene. Yeah. I just think the crown is... <laughs> that's how I feel. The crown is <laughs> so undoubtedly like, yeah. there. We also yeah.
1: just... She just carries herself a lot differently than Bethany. I think Bethany, as as much as he, she is iconic with the mention it all and skinny girl and everything, um, I think Nini carries herself a lot better though she's had problematic uh, behavior in the past. I think she's dealt with it a lot better and she's come out on top a lot better. Um, whereas with Bethany, Bethany shoots herself in the foot a lot. <laughs> It's like, yeah. like she's not good at carrying the legacy. She's definitely had an iconic run, but I think Nini carries herself with the legacy of housewives and still being in cahoots with the girls, especially with her um, devastating recent loss. I hope that mm. um, her housewife sisters were there for her, and I'm sure they were. And um, I just think Nini is just above and beyond such a universal name and such an amazing. Um, representative for what Housewives is all about being a, such a strong woman and carrying such an iconic meme legacy one-line legacy yeah. and she honestly I, I think people forget how much she dominated when um she was sort of I don't want to say in her prime but for example when she was in she i, I one like there's a reason why in the show she was in la so much and she was you know doing glee the new normal she was doing zoomanity however my friend um as you said earlier i was just on tour with jan she actually went and saw nini in zoomanity and she was telling me about it because me and jan we were uh, watching housewives on the tour together we were keeping up to date with salt lake city and doing what we can to make it you know regardless how tired we were we were on the bus sat watching it (laughs) um and she said that nini was nuts in that production (laughs) and i just hope that we get more opportunities like that to see the housewives take such fame that um IP, the ips outside of the housewives world want them to get involved you know i'm still so shocked that we haven't had a housewives in british panto yet
0: I yeah and, do you know it's funny you say that because i often and i would imagine it's because she's in la and she doesn't need to but that lisa vanderpump oh is not God. picked up more by the uk media as like this sort of i don't know that like doesn't do like the way pk now is gonna have a show on channel four i'm like why doesn't lisa vanderpump have a show on channel four like i'm sure maybe uk networks have sniffed around and and size things up but like why I always find it odd that you don't see Lisa Van Romp on British TV it's a weird I think she's been offered
1: you know I work for yeah. a
0: um uh a
1: bar called freedom and mm-hmm. the owner is um brothers with uh it's uh Ken Todd's brother Keith <gasps> And um, so every, whenever I get emails and I see the surname Todd, I always freak out But I'm like, <laughs> oh, I am yeah, a, the a degree separation. <laughs> um, I actually met Lisa Vanderpump in LA years ago. Um, <gasps> it's the only Housewife run in I've ever had, and I will take it to my grave of how wonderful it was. I was so I'd watched Beverly Hills um, on and off, so I knew of Housewives way back in um, 2016, 2017, and I was doing a gig at the Abbey. And we would I'd been dropped off um, on the on the Boulevard of West Hollywood, just where Pump was. I started crossing the road and I see this white Rolls Royce outside of Pump. And I start sort of like picking up the pace and I see Lisa Vanderpump and Ken Todd leaving the restaurant to the car. I sprinted in six inch stiletto hills, ran across the crossing and just screamed, Lisa! <laughs> <laughs> and she turned around so concerned. And I went, I love you. And she went, oh, thank you, darling. And got into the car. And I just, I would take that to my grave as one of my favorite moments. And my only moment with a housewife. But I am so surprised that Lisa hasn't come over and done Panto. But I honestly think she's probably too expensive for one. Um, yeah. And two, I, she's I, she spent so much of her life owning clubs and bars in Soho. I think she's... As much as she's had time in la i don't think it scratches how much of her life she spent in london in the nightlife scene so maybe it's more about her feeling ready to do it um i would you know there's so many it's such a shame that panto isn't a thing in america because i honestly think it would be the amount of housewives that would be on it i also think wouldn't be surprised if lisa and the notable others had been approached to do uh, like brandy did with celebrity brother and yeah. i just honestly don't think they have a big enough
0: paycheck and also i would imagine i think there was a point when cbb was huge on british tv Housewives wasn't massive enough that they could justify the big paycheck for a real housewives name and they would be making more in the us and now that they're known enough here we don't have cbb uk you know oh, like so it's, it's just so annoying I'm obsessed as well. I'm imagining that visual of Lisa turning around, going from concern to, oh, it's just a drag queen. Like, Literally oh, I've done this was before. That, the, shoulders,
1: <laughs> the shoulders were up. And then as soon as you saw me, they dropped. <laughs> she was like, oh, I've done this dance before. <laughs> I mean, seeing her and Trixie Mattel together is just lovely.
0: And like, they seem like legit friends. Because if you listen to Trixie and Katja's podcast, Trixie will say in passing, oh, I was at Vanderpump's house yesterday. I'm like, oh, they actually hang out now. Mm. It's so crazy. I think when you... Because as I said, Lisa was such a queen of nightlife in London. She
1: owned, she co-owns, uh, she current freedom, I think, and then Shadow Lounge, and I think most yeah. uh, Soho residents' bars is, you know, it's so drilled into their system. And this sounds like it's going to come off wrong, but I speak a lot about this with uh, drag club hosts and club hosting in general, and how you work your way around. Is that you? You know, elitism is in your. You know, it ends up being normalised in your brain, so you end up gravitating towards those. That are successful, or that are mm. successful in their field, and I think Lisa just likes being around. You know, I do think Lisa Vanderpump is a successful woman, and entrepreneur, and business um, person in her field, and I think she just gravitates towards people that are like minded. And Trixie is one of the. I think she, she's she's in the top three of most successful drag performers right now. Like she's nuts. So I think maybe yeah. Lisa really finds her um, hit the ground running, um, forward thinking. Uh, brain probably
0: quite um alluring and wants to be around it see that's a lovely way to say what i was thinking was like two rich bitches hanging out absolutely you framed it in, framed it in a very philosophical way i was like they're both rich <laughs> i was like that's exactly <laughs> what it is i mean why Thank not why not <laughs> so with beverly hills as a show i mean it sounds like you you watched bits of it then you probably did like, oh yeah I, the, I did i did the, the whole work. Yeah, the whole deep dive. So, like, how do you feel about the show now? Particularly, I feel like it's it's had this big pop culture moment the last year or two. Like, it's such a behemoth now.
1: It's. Uh, do you know what? Speaking of doing the work, one thing that um, I think I think it speaks volumes that I'm fr- i have been friendly with uh, Joe Gunn is I can't bear it when I meet people that start Housewives and they say, "Oh, oh, the first I didn't, you know, the first season was a bit boring, so I just went ahead and what started from 5 I'm like, "No, you do the work." You've got to do the work. (laughs) You start from the beginning. I know Atlanta will seem intimidating that you've got to get through all those seasons. It is worth the journey to get to, like I, so uh, this is going completely off the beaten track of what you just said, but I went to go and watch Ultimate Girls Trip. And then I saw Melissa and Teresa were there. And I was like, no, I'm not watching this until until I've watched in the entirety of New Jersey.
0: Oh so that's why I'm currently
1: it's... on season five of New Jersey and I'm loving it. I think it's wicked. It's total mob wives fantasy. But um with Beverly Hills, it is, it is, it is nuts what the recent most recent season, which has become one of the best Housewife seasons of all time, I would say. It mm-hmm. is nuts where it's gone because it was it was in such a bit of a slump, wasn't it? I did think yeah. it you know, um, what was, what's the
0: most recent season? Is it 12 or 11? We just had 11. So like nine was Lisa's last season. Then we had 10 without Lisa and then 11. It was very, obviously very Erica heavy and was their first kind of COVID season.
1: Yeah, it was season 10. I was watching, I remember thinking, this isn't that bad, but I also remember seeing loads of people saying, oh, it's not as good as Lisa be not being here. But also Lisa's last season being a bit of a dip as well, because obviously mm. she's only in it for so much and then goodbye, Kyle <laughs> and, all yeah. that, and all of that. Um, you know I had my concerns with Beverly Hills I still do sometimes keep my wits about me and like in season 11 seeing so much of Kyle <laughs> and and her partner's like anniversaries and stuff and I'm like bitch Erica Jane may be going to jail and we're we'll sitting here watching you have a romantic <laughs> we don't care about this Kyle you know we care about the Halloween like we love seeing that about you and we love seeing you thrive in your um acting resurgence but i still can never it, it never escapes me how much carl is a is a producer of the show you know and mm. so i that does i do kind of wish she takes a step back with that and with the and i hope with season 12 we get more of an organic um narrative that isn't just erica and then what carl's doing
0: <laughs> because <laughs> yeah
1: i love carl richards you know i've had a love-hate relationship because um i I will going to come out and say this. And some people may think it's quite bold to say, but I do think she's the true villain of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Ooh, what Be- makes
0: you say that? Because I just
1: think she's ex- exploited so much of her, you know, sister's issues in order that whether it's conscious or not, she's exploited Kim in so many gross ways. And then whenever she's confronted about it, she goes, no, it's my sister, go and ask her, go and ask her. And I'm like, but you're the one talking about it all the time in the confessionals and everything. It's like we're at least with, I hate it's gonna sound like it, but I'm gonna come out. I am team Lisa Vanderpump. I'd fucking live for Lisa Vanderpump and the reason why i say that is any time that lisa was caught off guard or whatever she at least was real about it in the confessionals and owned up to everything that she said in the confessionals though that is shady to a sense carl still was delusional in the confessionals and still you know whether there is an editing thing i don't know but um i just think carl over time i just found to be so snaky with how she navigated the show and how she would exploit um kim's issues to come off better is the is how it was translated to me over time, you know? The amount they show that old clip of them in the limo is yeah. is bonkers to me that Carl can still be to this day. But I say this and I had these thoughts before season 11. Then season 11 happened. And our Lord and Savior Kathy Hilton was introduced to us so much on the forefront of the show. And I think mm-hmm. she's brought so much glue um, together with my love-hate relationship with Carl Richards. And I do, I am excited to see where Carl, with my love for Carl goes, because I do think Kathy being there has really helped it out. And I really do hope we see um carl kim and kathy together in season 12. i really want that to happen because i do enjoy kyle i just think sometimes she's been a bit um schemish with how she's spoken about her sister And it as someone who is um sober and uh, you know I, i i not i can't identify fully with what kim Richards went through but I just couldn't bear how much she's she has been and was exploited throughout the show for the wrong reasons when there could have been such healthy discussions about it you know
0: it's interesting you say that and obviously this is personal so we we don't have to go into this too much but like you mentioned there that you're sober and obviously that has been a thing across housewives particularly in new york in recent seasons they've talked about it a lot i mean as someone who has lived experience with that when you see it on the shows are you like oh I'm so glad they're talking about this or is it that thing of like this isn't how it should be handled I'm a bit disappointed like is it possible to portray it nuancedly or safely on reality TV I don't know
1: I do think there's a case of you know when talking about Carl I think it's unfortunately quote unquote That whole it was the nineties kind of mindset, you know. That whole like, oh, it was a different time with certain, you know, when that was on television. You know, we were doing a double shot of love with Tequila Tequila. We were doing the Simple Life. We were the Real World. You know, The Hills was sort of just uh feature hitting its peak. Um, and so many different. It was a completely different time of television, but nowadays. You know as as a sober person i can respect and appreciate anyone that can handle their um you know whatever they choose to consume well and there are some housewives that though they seem to come off messy i think they know they can handle themselves they're just having fun mm. you know um and i do think at the same time they do talk about sobriety In you know it it's it's a unique journey for every single person who am i to judge um, mm-hmm. how someone handles their sobriety whereas i will uh, if i do take issue with someone trying to make it someone's issue when it's not theirs to talk about or not theirs to yeah. put on the forefront if someone brings it up and the person that is going through it isn't in control i do think that's a bit of an issue but i think a lot of reality television does a lot of um creates a lot of healthy discussions about sobriety and I definitely think housewives is one of them especially within such a, uh, a a stereotypical code and convention that is the housewife that you know alcoholism is stereotyped so badly against them you know I do like mm. seeing I I I I like seeing Dorinda um having a drink and having a laugh and you know being a bit real with the girls and yeah there's been times where multiple housewife cast members have been messy but you know it's it's real there's a reason why it's called the real housewives you know
0: so that's beverly hills and we've mentioned new york salt lake city you said you're watching that as well i am with
1: everyone with the jaw on the floor at the moment with salt lake city
0: yeah how are you feeling about season two and i mean i'm guessing it must have been fun watching that on the bus with jam when you're like touring around the uk we were watching (laughs)
1: um so what episode is it currently so the episode that's just gone um the episode before so the episode that's just gone if you're listening, is the uh
0: Who's calling? Who a fraud? Love you, baby. Yes, we oh, had the infamous fight at dinner. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. Who's calling? Who a fraud? Love you, baby. <laughs> oh my. You just when you re- when you revel in that moment, it's just so iconic. You it makes you so happy to be a housewives fan. Like it's just like we're getting into such a wicked era. But the episode before last was Seth's birthday party, and Jan and I could not get over the bloody jacuzzi background dancer. <laughs> me just, either. Shots me of me stepping either. <laughs> back in, <laughs> it's just so good. It's, it, you're seeing her dancing, and then throughout the party you see her stepping back in like, right, here comes another shift, like it's just so good. And we could not get over that. We couldn't get over Meredith's um, lavender sequin shoulder pads, just, the girls of Salt Lake City understand the assignment. They know what they're doing. It is that I, I do believe they're also so self-aware mm-hmm. and you know, just Meredith, every episode, I care about my family. And if you come <laughs> for my family, like she's just, uh, just ha- whilst in these humongous feathers, whilst Heather, Ga- Heather Gay sat there like, fucking Whitney, look Heather, a meat on a stick. <laughs> it's just It's just a crazy, awesome bunch of girls that it's heartbreaking to see you know the, the uh, obnoxious cracks show at the moment you know with mary cosby and jenny like i hope things get sorted and i hope the show yeah. moves in a direction that um is right for the cast and and i hope that if we have new additions they are Um, part of the furniture as much as the rest are because we need, uh, it's going to take a lot for them to add people that can stand up to the likes of Heather Gay, Lisa Barlow. You know, um, I I was was seeing uh, some of the Bravo social media going, oh, we can't call each other Jenny anymore. I wasn't calling my friends Jenny I was. We call each other Lyman. Yes. Lyman, baby, Gorge, Got that beaded tequila, baby. Oh, we just live for Lisa That's Barlow. Photographer. Oh, what an icon, Lyman.
0: We live. I bet you he's like you know going to do his photography thing in Salt Lake, and everyone's like Lyman. He's like, oh god, I, he's, he's,
1: he's going into that Starbucks. What's your name, Lyman? And the Starbucks guy, Lyman with the soy latte.
0: <laughs> I just anything Lisa Barlow says, I immediately am like. It just lives in my brain. It's just her delivery. It's just so funny. She's. I just think I would. I because the thing is with Housewives, it's so
1: unpredictable. You never know who's going to be in it for so long and whatever's going to happen. But I truly think Lisa Barlow and Heather Gay are like the the Ramona and the Luanns, the mm. you know the Candy Burgess and the uh, um oh my goodness, like the Karen Hughes and the and the Giselle Bryant's. You know, I do think that they're going to be in it and they're in it for the long run and speak like speaking like of like Potomac is another one that's like is just it's just we're in such a wicked era for housewives it's so so good right now they've they've really mastered the balance of um serious discussion drama um whilst self-aware irreverence of like taking the piss out of themselves I will never get over that um the what was the work of the uh, the launch of Giselle and Robin's podcast when Karen said that she's yeah. having a trip and the editing of like <laughs> of them having like it, like if it she's on acid was it Karen or was it Robin <laughs> I think it was Karen
0: because Karen had had her vaccine yeah like, I think it's the vaccine and she kept being like oh <laughs> it's like that
1: and fucking um Jen Shah talking about my vagina 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 like when they're on <laughs> the ice lake like give the editor a raise please
0: (laughs) what do you make of of jen's show actually because in one way we're seeing like it all fall apart with the lawsuit stuff and the allegations and then her like viciousness on the bus at lisa but then you see her at the dinner table and she's able to like be charming and witty like we're seeing the extremes of jen it's kind of mind-blowing
1: i think it's very interesting when um I don't wanna compare the uh, allegations and the court trials that are about to happen between both uh, women or that have, have happened. But I find it very interesting, though the crimes are, are different, um, how people have treated Jen Shah to how they have with Erika Um, Though both I do feel have been held accountable um, on social media, I do feel like Jen gets a bit of a harsher stick when hmm. I find Jen, as you've just said, she's able to have a conversation at the dinner table. She's able to not be, she, she can be stubborn, but um, she's able to hear people out a little bit more. Whereas with Erica Jane, she was cutting with a lot of the girls, you know, I, I mean, look at her and Sutton. Whereas I think Jen, I want Jen to be innocent. You know, I want her yeah. to be innocent. I really, really do. Um, whereas with Erica, some of her attitude, I was like, girl, you're not doing yourself any favors. Like you're, yeah. this is, this is television, babe. Like this isn't you with your girls behind closed doors. Like you're, you, this is, whereas Jen, I think, it's a tough one to call. I don't want to compare the both, you know, I think comparison is the, is the thief of joy, but um, I think, I, I want Jen to be innocent. I really, I think she's um, a great attribute to the show, but, you know, if she if she's guilty then fucking hell, you know. I just I wouldn't know what to say. Um, but I I'm an optimist. I want the best for everyone and I hope that she's innocent because I think um prior to the um prior to the whole um FBI and the charges, um she was a wicked part of the show and she is a wicked part of the show. You know, Mary who fucked her grandfather. Like just, <laughs> she's created such iconic, iconic moments. So of course I want what's best, but ultimately I want what's best for the show. So
0: <laughs> I know it's the housewives fan dilemma. You're like, you possibly scam lots of old people out of money, but wow, you are very entertaining. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs>
0: absolutely. But you know,
1: we, we stand on um, unproblematic Queens, Heather Gay, Lisa Barlow and Whitney Rose. Like, they're there my they my we three have, girls
0: we have that trio and um, you mentioned Potomac there what is it about Potomac that you love and, and and what pretty I guess that show has also had a bit of a pop culture moment as well so what is it about it that you enjoy
1: I think we've never seen well I'm going to retract that we haven't seen in so long such a literal sisterhood between Karen Huger Giselle Bryan Robin Dixon and mm-hmm. Ashley you know Um, Yeah, it's it's and just the recent images that came off of social media of them. I think it's it's clearly of them shooting, but they're all together for dinner and just having a laugh. And you know, no matter what Spanner is thrown at any of them between any of them, like, you know, it, it, just Karen Huger and Giselle Bryan, the relationship that they have is such a it's such a frenemy relationship that is so addictive. And it's like when in the most recent reunion, when Candace was trying to make it out like, oh, her Candice's rivalry with others is similar to Giselle and Karen. It's not because Karen yeah. and mm-hmm. Karen Giselle literally are like sisters. They fight Mm. like sisters and in a heartbeat, they will switch around and be like family. And I just think there's this element of um, family within that quartet that I think is just it's they're such addictive personalities and i think with what season five brought with the um the um incidents with uh monique and candace like it elevated the show to talk about things that were so necessary for the world to to listen to with um people of color and also what the show's done for colorism as well the yeah. education with colorism it has not only brought the iconic nature of housewives it has educated the world so wonderfully with how they talk about colorism and how they um dealt with monique and you know i'm going to be self indulgent to say i would love to see monique return mm. i really would i freaking loved monique i thought she was wicked and when she came out with the binder oh my god um but i understand that there are you know that's a whole different ball game with how um reality television and housewives and bravo deal with that but i just think you know we we had the new edition of mia i think she's a great edition i just can't i just can't get on with candace i you know i try my best to really try and get on with her on the show and you know her music's great it's great music but just the way that she sometimes carries herself um i it's it's i just can't get on with her but i love me i love me um some karen some robin some giselle Um, some Ashley. I love Wendy, and I love the addition of Mia. I hope Mia is back for the next season. Um, You know, that's still up in the air. No one's seen some like pure evidence that she's back. But um, I also, as much as I love Karen Hugo, I, my my number one of Potomac is Giselle. I love Giselle Bryan.
0: Giselle's kind of uh, a team player in that she's not afraid to be somewhat villainous, but she does, she does move things along.
1: Yeah, she's, she understands the assignment. And you know she it's like whenever Karen and her sort of dropped the they'll they'll drop the rivalry in a heartbeat when serious shit comes along you know whenever like it's when Karen apologized to Giselle if you thought that she um that if Giselle thought that she was coming for her kids, you know that apology like they'll drop it they will drop it and be human and i think that's yeah. what's most important about being a housewife is understanding the assignment the assignment but also understand that you are also human and your fellow castmates are also human and i think the way that potomac is just trailblazed um i see salt lake city going in the same direction you know they can make five seasons feel like a 12 season legacy
0: yeah that's such that's a great point point. Um, and speaking of five seasons he's mentioned that you watched Five scenes of New Jersey so far. What's your vibe with that? Because it is, that is also a very different show to some of the other ones.
1: It is nuts. (laughs) You know, (laughs) in the order of watching, I went from New York to Potomac to Beverly Hills. No, New York to Potomac to Atlanta to Beverly Hills um, to Salt Lake City and now New Jersey. And to watch the new, to watch the old school New Jersey seasons and see how they went it's it's just it was just a different time it was a different way they did the show and um i just i cannot love caroline manso more i just think <laughs> she is she's just so just wicked and she's got i love all the uh i love the maternal energy new jersey brings you know, they're all such maternal figures, regardless of how they behave or carry themselves, Teresa. <laughs> <But> <laughs> they're all so maternal. And it's just nice to go from the seasons where you've got the newfound era of glam teams and um, social media. And and even watching early days of Atlanta and New York, they were co- career women. They were career business entrepreneur women whereas which is it's wild because the show was called housewives um mm. but they were all entrepreneurs whereas with new jersey they literally are housewives and um it's nice to see a show see that see the show in that um light and also it's it is like housewives but it's also like mob wives
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah yeah
1: and though i'm only on season five you know i've 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 seen the rain and i've yet to see the resurgence of danielle and I've you know I I've seen some of the most iconic moments so far, and I'm still dumbfounded with Joe Judice. But I also love how queer friendly the show is. So many, years, and it was years ago. It was ages ago, and to see yeah. how queer friendly it was, you know, with Rosie and the conversation she has with Kathy's kids, and I think um I I know a lot of people when they attach themselves to a certain um, cycle of cast members, but. Kathy, Teresa, Caroline, Jacqueline, and Melissa is are such a golden cast. They're such a golden cast together, and I'm looking forward to see what happens when the cast changes um, um, from the yeah. here on out. But I just I love these women together. I think they're such a great dynamic. They have such different minds, and um, but. You know, um, I'm still not over the christening, <laughs> I'm still not oh over God. the christening,
0: and it really is more than anything. It's a shot of all of them, it is so about family mm. more than anything. Like, and that's it, just even now in the later seasons but with newer people, there's still this sense of family life, and their husbands are much more involved in things than on other cities, which is interesting.
1: I stand, I don't, I just I don't understand why Joe Gugger isn't in the title cards. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Honestly, even now I'm like, it's gonna happen someday. Like it's gotta
1: still happen. It's got to.
0: Obviously, you know, for drag performers, fashion and costuming and like how you put a look together is a big part of what you do and tell the story of what you do on stage. When it comes to fashion and styling on housewives, are there any women that stand out to you for good or bad reasons? And not even because they have bad fashion, more just like do how they tell the story about themselves who what they wear and all that kind of thing.
1: I love everything Garcelle wears. Mm -hmm. in Beverly Hills. I think she's, she's someone that always strikes me as one of the most just polished, like, and she's, she's, she's so good at editing and she's just, she, she always has this, there's just a, there's just a look that she knows she's looking good. And like recently that picture came out, I don't know if it's from confessional for the newest, the newest season or if it's just her, having a good day, but she just, just gives it to me every single time. I also think the same with um, Erica Jane, you can never go wrong um, with her team and her referencing and stuff. But on the opposite end, Mary Cosby <laughs> is just, I, if she, if she leaves Housewives, she better start on hoarders is all I'm going to say. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, she's her next gig line. It, 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 it
1: needs to happen because the the confessionals, you know what, though, when she rocked up to Seth's party in the, um, the, uh, Vivian, no, Alexander McQueen, I was like, I get it. I get, this looks great. And, and she also loves her Madonna fingerless gloves as someone who also mm. wears fingerless gloves, like, and it's very much inspired <laughs> by Madonna, um. I, I I love sometimes how um, gothic and rock and roll Mary can be, but for the most part, I'm just like Jesus Christ Mary, Jesus. Have a word with Jesus Mary, please, because <laughs> <laughs> cause he's definitely he's definitely not coming for your fashion sense. But um, I do. I, it's crazy when you watch the seasons from start to finish, the wave of glam and the wave of how yeah. fashion forward some of them are, um, and I think. Um, Meredith is such a wicked fashionista because she does what fashion is all about. And I'm not a fashionista by any means, but um, I know that fashion. The, the, one of the biggest rules of fashion is to get people talking. And Meredith does that.
0: That's true. I'd never thought of it that way. I mean, sometimes I'm like, what is this? But you know what? It always gets a reaction online. It always does. She knows what she's doing. God, hey, Meredith is maybe more fashionable than I give her credit for. And um, something else I wanted to ask you, because we randomly were chatting on Instagram about the new Scream movie. We have very different feelings on it, but I could tell that you are a prophet for horror buff, and obviously horror. in in the that could be someone watching Housewives too. I love her mid scene. I love her. Um, there are so many iconic women who've passed through the horror world. Like we call them screen queens for a reason. I was wondering, are there any kind of horror stars or scream queen icons that you would love to see on any housewife city
1: i mean we we can't say all this and not mention carl richard's living proof that this could be an absolute reality i would love to who would i love to see i think danielle harris um i think she might be a bit young but she was uh i can't remember the character's name but she's the young girl in halloween four and halloween five
0: Yes, um, yes, And
1: she's become a very sort of beloved horror figure. You know, it, 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 sometimes I sometimes think maybe I'm reaching too far to go to the too famous, but, you know, I would love to see Courtney Cox.
0: <laughs> make it a or, or even Nev Campbell, I think actually, because she's kind of been away from the spotlight a lot, would be interesting in Housewives because we don't know a lot about. And she came up, she was in a movie with Denise Richards. She's from that era. Like, I, I mean, and if, if we had like Courtney and Nev... We had Courtney and Nev money. I'd say, why not? (laughs) Oh my god! I mean,
1: yeah, um, there is. You know, uh, Scream Five. The budget was twenty three million. The budget was twenty three million. Scream Five on its preview date on the thirteenth of October, October of January, it made thirty five million in one night. It made over the budget they spent on the film, and that's that's in in this day and age, twenty three million is nothing to spend on a film. So you know, maybe. I You know, I know Housewives, they got money. So you never know. You honestly never know with these things. I'm trying to think of other franchises that um, maybe... Jennifer fucking Tilly.
0: Oh, yes. And she's already friends at Sutton. So we've got the in there. Oh, my she's... God. Yeah. People have... I've talked about that already. They're like, why haven't we got... Th-? And she's sort of alluded to it on Watch What Happens Live. I mean, that would be iconic. It
1: would be magic. But I think because she's having a resurgence with the Chucky TV series, she may hold yeah. off now, but... I would love to see her on it. Um, also, just to go on a tangent, I say this to a lot of people and I've said it for years because my um, love for reality TV, it started with A Simple Life and then it went to the sh- A Shot at Love on MTV days. But my biggest, as my, I think Half-Wives is, is uh, overtaking it now, but I would religiously watch The Hills. Um, yes. I would watch it. I would watch The Hills. I, I've, got, I've got all of them on DVD. I've got The City on DVD. Um, I... I vouch, I want Heidi Montag to be a housewife of Beverly Hills. I really want it to happen. I would love for it to happen. And I hope that one day it does happen because I think think she understands the assignments
0: what's funny because i think they just announced that the hills reboot isn't coming back no, and like, no. so i do think <laughs> if, if they were curious like heidi's available i say it's not the worst idea i mean they're a bit weird on people who've been on other reality shows it seems mm. but at this point i'm like who cares and or audrina could be a good like regular i mean Davidson, normal person casting if they were going that lane. i mean oh eileen oh we love
1: um yeah I think I think there's definitely a place for it I just think it's just as exactly what you just said I think it's just them chancing it and seeing how it goes
0: yeah and actually before we move on when I think of Scream Queens I was actually I don't know what she even does now but like Heather and Langenkamp who played Nancy on Street back in the day I think that could be and actually apparently I know Dave Quinn said this to me when I spoke to him and it's in the book as well that Christy Swanson who played the original Buffy was kind of courted for OC back in the day as well I think
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, I've, so, I've seen a few of Miss um, Swanson's horror films, and she's, you know, she's definitely in the same vein as Denise Richards in that sort of um, what's the word trajectory. And I would love to see. I would. I just would love. I also like. You know how they've just done the uh, Carl Richards Housewives at Christmas, Housewives of the North Pole. Yeah. I genuinely would love to see a a, a campy Housewives horror film.
0: Oh my god! Like I think I kind of who'd done it. Yeah, I think slasher for them. Yeah. think it will that'd happen. be so good. That'd be so fun. And I think oh my Carl god. Richards
1: would be in. It. I think <laughs> once she's done with Halloween, um, yeah. We don't know. Like you know, Halloween ends is coming nothing ever ends
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah we
1: never know where the series will go and how well it does at the box office or how well it's received um but if it makes enough money they may keep it going you never know but i think once carl richard's halloween stint is over i can totally see Carl Richards helming a housewives-style horror film Who Done It?
0: And you know what? Lisa Barlow will be in it, but she'd be in it as the voice of the killer. So she <laughs> answers the phone. Hi, baby would be Gorge. like Li- Lyman. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play a game? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Oh, we love What's it. What's your favorite scary movie, oh Gorge?
1: And can you imagine that they would have like a legacy housewives person be the opening kill? Yes, like the opening kill. would be Lisa. Bon- Lisa bon- Vanderpump, <laughs> or she would end up being the killer. Um, oh, yeah, she would stage yeah. her own first kill and end up being the killer we would live
0: okay oh. listen I, I have actually sort of thought that recently as well so I think you and I are on a very similar wavelength <laughs> let's discuss this one I mean you've done your housewife's homework so I'm curious where you'll go with this what would your housewives tagline be <laughs> if the shoe fits then trust me I don't have a soul <laughs> <laughs> I love how in a way, the more you think about it, the more you're like, what does that mean? I don't know, but it sounds great. (laughs) I'm I'm twisted. I'm twisted. (laughs) I like that. Okay. And the other big question is, you're having a dinner party tomorrow. You can have five people from Housewives World, friends of, hangers on, husbands, whoever. What five people are coming around yours and why?
1: So I went about this in a way that is probably less entertaining, but I went in a more realistic way of like, just having a nice dinner and having good conversation. And Mm -hmm. my rule that I gave myself is to not have, two people from the same franchise because I don't want people coming in with preempted friendships that they may escape to. I'd want everyone to feel as involved and as organic as possible. So I went really realistic with this. But um I won uh Giselle Bryant. Um I think Stunning. I yeah, I number one just want to see that beauty in person. I think she's gorgeous and yeah. I think she always has something to say, which is I think a great attribute to a person. I would have, oh God, and uh, this is when it gets difficult when I think of the other franchises. I want, I would like Whitney Rose because I just think she's wicked. I think she's very forward thinking. I think she'd have great things to say. I would love to see how her and Giselle would talk to each other. Um, Next up, it would be, uh, people may think come for me for this. And I was so heartbroken with how season 13 panned out, but I love Heather Thompson. Mm, I would love to see her talk and just, just, I just think she, I just, Think she just let herself down so massively with season 13 and yeah. how she carried herself. But my love for her in the earlier seasons, I would just love to see where she's at right now because she's kind yeah, of gone quiet. Yeah. And I would love to see how she is. And just I would love I would i I believe in second chances. Um charity shop shout out. Um <laughs> and I would just love to see how she is. You know, I'm an optimist, I want to see how she's doing. Um okay. so that's three. Um, Atlanta, Candy Burgess. I think oh, she yes,
0: Miss Burris. I Go love her. Candy.
1: I'm inspired by her work ethic. Mm-hmm. I, um, I recently worked with a cabaret artist uh, named Ashley Strode, who um, is from Atlanta and was mentored by Candy Burgess. And <gasps> she says, she just says she's exactly how she is on the show. She's one of the nicest people. She's a hard worker. And, you know, I just really, insp- I, I find her very inspiring how- Um, she has had such longevity on the show whilst having such a wicked career in other areas and a successful one at that as well. And then my last one is, um, going to be from, uh, New Jersey and that is Caroline Manzo.
0: Oh, wow. This is a good, this is a good mix of people.
1: Yeah. I think I just, I very much, um, I love, um, strong women that are comfortable in their own skin that uh that have been entrepreneurs that are business savvy but also haven't needed to tear another down to be business savvy um you know there's a lot there is a lot of entrepreneurs in there in there you know you've got whitney rose with uh the rose uh beauty is it wild rose it is wild rose isn't it wild rose, wild beauty. rose beauty um <laughs> uh you've got uh caroline manzo who is the a boss ass mum but she is a wicked mother and then you've got um oh god who else did i who was it? uh Candy burgess again like yeah. entrepreneur like business savvy mm. i just i warm a lot to the business women i warm a lot to the maternal matriarchs of their families you know I, if it wasn't going to be giselle it would absolutely be karen um yeah and to be honest with you i would honestly um to be honest to be honest honest on a lot of honesty here um i would on, <laughs> i would have you know the, the the quartet of potomac i would i would yeah, to that... just go for dinner with them
0: yeah that's a pretty good table as well i also love that we we had a whole chat about horror and screen queens and then you just went i met a lady called ashley strode i was like you couldn't have written that that's iconic that (laughs) she happens to have the same name as laurie strode i was like oh her name was
1: strode (laughs) absolute coincidence we love i also would just like a special shout out to um, michael darby (laughs)
0: <laughs> because, For what reason? <laughs> because
1: uh, I don't know if my friends will listen to this, but um, uh, <laughs> I hope they do, and I will definitely point them to th- this direction. Because whenever I will out of the blue send them a voice note and be like, um, I would send them a message <laughs> saying, um, "Do you know what we should do?" And they'll be like, "What?" And I'll send them a voice note and be like, "The wedding will be great, but what about that bachelor party in Las Vegas?" <laughs> <laughs> i just could never get over how fucking wild michael darby is oh my
0: god that just... was like he was on the call i was, I was scared was never so mind honest. michael myers <laughs> the real scary michael oh he god. would be the ghost space
1: voice in the horror film <laughs> i can never get over michael darby shenanigans i think i just i ne- like i hope he sticks around
0: oh. oh wow oh wow i wasn't expecting that but that's why we do the podcast and that's why we go on this journey and we okay, love okay um before i let you go i'm curious i mean you've kind of been very meticulous in how you watch the show so like what's next on your housewives viewing schedule
1: so i'm gonna um do the work with new jersey and be up to date with that then i'm gonna watch the girls trip and enjoy Mm -hmm. seeing um some of my faves back on screen and enjoy the most of cynthia bailey that we can get like i i love cynthia bailey um and i think i'm then gonna do go back to the roots of it all and do out the OC. Okay. Wow. Because I know that a there's, lot a lot of, of, there's a lot, of, lot there's a lot of, of there's a lot, lot of, of shit seasons. See.
0: <laughs> there's a lot going on. I also just like, I'm such a like, just jump in with the new season. I love that you're meticulous. I think maybe that would stand to me if I was more meticulous.
1: Yeah. I think, I just think it's, it, it becomes more fruitful when you watch a new season. Like it was so yeah. exciting to me to have done the work with Beverly Hills of New York. Um, and, had come off of like when I finished New York the recent season and not season 12 had just finished so I had a you know the best part of a year to then have that season 13 trailer trailer drop though the season wasn't so great the excitement You know the excitement again to see oh my god a new season and like seeing um though she um had a bit of a a downfall seeing heather pop up and seeing like these faces pop up and be like oh
0: my god they're
1: gonna be in it like and i'm sure i'm gonna have that um with uh seasons upcoming seasons and they've been editing these trailers for these seasons better than any blockbuster could you know like they are going in on the production team and knowing exactly what to do and understanding their own assignments so it is exciting and it's so exciting to be able to have done the work and which is why i encourage it because it's just you know when those trailers roll around it's like oh you know it's it's, it's so wicked and after i've been finishing each new jersey i've been youtubing the season five trailer the season six trailer yes to, like oh, that's so a that great as, if idea. I'm, as if i'm you know yes. watching it in real
0: time and before we go i'm curious too if people want to check you out online where can they do so
1: you can hit me up on um, Instagram, is probably the best place to hit me. It's uh, Crystal Lubricant, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-U-B-R-I-K-U-N-T. It's an adjoining L. Um, and in terms of shows, you can find me in Birmingham quite often, in London, but I go where anywhere will have me. I've uh, traveled around and done my bits and bobs all over the globe. And um, if I'm ever in your town, come and say hey, because I'm, a, I'm an absolute uh, potato in a, a dress. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, go, she's, she's versatile. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> maybe that should go on the booking poster as well we love it we love it <laughs> well we have covered a lot of ground here today we even gone into horror which is a new one for this podcast crystal lubricant thank you very much for coming on housewives and me my absolute pleasure i'm an avid listener and i can't
1: wait to listen to this back and be able to cherish it from
0: days to come There you go, Crystal Lubricant on Housewives and Me. You can follow Crystal on Instagram. We'll put a link to that in the show notes for this episode. And you might catch her performing if you live in the UK or maybe she'll be over for a show in Ireland soon. That will be amazing if that happens. As always, you can find the show on social media at Housewives and Me. Is where you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating or a review. It really helps the show find your listeners. And on Spotify, you can now rate podcasts as well. So if you listen there, would much appreciate a rating on spotify you can find me on twitter and instagram it's connor Bean. all those links as always in the show notes for this episode as well so until next time thank you very much for listening stay safe and i'll talk to you soon